welcome to the podcast. Oh gosh, I am Ross, and uh, <laughs> it is the final day of 2023. It is, and I'm Phil, and it's also, for me, the final day of 2023, which isn't surprising because we're both in the UK. Um, and this is our end of year spectacular, and for the first time ever, we're actually recording it at the end of the year, which is... Mm. Almost unheard of for us, because normally we, we record this and put this out just before Christmas or on Christmas Day, but Ross begged me this year um, to do it later, so here it is. I was just trying to get as many uh, films in as possible. It didn't transpire, but I got as many as I wanted, but <clears throat> it certainly helped, I think. That's fine. I, I, I managed to watch a couple of films that, that troubled neither my top or bottom list, um, other than Aquaman, which I'm sure at some point we'll come on to. So, um... <laughs> We will do it this way. So there's three parts to the show today. Uh, the worst films of 2023, uh, in which we will do um, our also rounds. Then we'll quickly go through our six to ten. And then we'll go in a little bit more detail, but only a tiny bit between uh, five and one. And the punt rule will be in full effect. So if I have a film at number ten and Ross has it at number two, Ross will say punt and we'll talk about it when Ross gets to it. Um, then we will do our end of year awards. And for the first time ever, we're both doing end of year, the same end of year awards. So we both have the same categories and we get to award um, such wonderful things as death of the year, disappointment of the year and hero and villain of 2023. And then we'll do our best films of 2023. And again, same format. Uh, also rounds six to ten in brief and then one to five in a bit more detail, and once again, the punch rule will be in full effect. And by the end of this podcast, you will have our favourite and least favourite films of the year, and we'll see how that's changed from our catch-ups throughout the year. So, Ross, are you clear on the format? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. But, uh, yeah, I think, I, think we'll be, I, think we'll be, I think we'll be fine. You dick. Right. Okay. Well, look, let's start with the uh the the bottom of the pile. Let's start with our worst films of the year. And we'll start with our also ran. So, Ross, what films didn't get to be your 10 worst films of the year, but were close? So these are the just to clarify, these are the also rans for worst films of the year. Also rans for worst films of the year. Right, because I'm just my listing is. It's like being married to you. Like, yeah. like, like it's the same <laughs> thing as same thing as being married. Like, like you say something, and then ten minutes later, like, what did you say? Uh, like, huh? like, yep. Right. Uh, so these are mostly the films. Right. Let me. Okay. So here we go. Uh, I'm going to pick one out specifically, but the rest of them are the weapon, uh, which I was mostly angry about because people no, say it's really also bad. And, no, 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 also no, 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 no. The only reason I'm saying, I'm only going to say, if I say anything, it will be brief. Uh, no, but that's, that's one to ten. That's 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 six to ten is the point. Right, this is literally just the, boom, 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 the boom. weapon, the weapon, and fuck everyone who said it was good. There you go. <laughs> I, I had to say, say it because no, no, I, that, I can give you that. I can give because you because I did the reason. What, the only reason I said anything was because other people said you have to see this this film. So fuck all of you, all of you, right? Uh, King of Killers, uh, Black Lotus, similarly from the weapon. 97 minutes, which could have almost been in my top 10 best films, just because of the insanity of it, which I think you saw as well. Am I right about that? What's, what film, sorry? 97 minutes. Oh, 97 minutes. Yeah, pun. Could have been, could have been, yeah, right, there you go. Uh, Hidden Strike, uh, Heart of Stone, Jesus. Uh, the Boogeyman, mostly for disappointment. Uh, Ghosted, 
uh, and one ranger. I, I don't know what's going on with that film. Uh, <clears throat> and then I'm just going to give a brief mention to Hypnotic, which... Oh, punt. I, yes, I massively enjoyed it, but it's... In the no, punt. Movie. Yeah, 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 fine. You know what I mean? There, there we go, there we go. Done, done. Um, <laughs> okay, so my also rand, um, some very similar to you, by the way, Babylon... Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, pump, which, pump, 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 pump. Yeah, pump, pump. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, um, expendable for four, expend four oh, balls. Massive pump. It's called yeah. expend. It's called expend four balls. Yeah, expend mm. four balls. Asteroid City. Um, oh, really? Yeah, oh God, I hated that film. Mm. It's just like, in fact, I didn't hate it. That was the point. I was so that's why I really bored yeah. of it. That like I got I got to got to a point. I was just like. Oh God! I just, I'm just not. This guy just does not make films for me. Um, Heart of Stone, Extraction Two, oh, Luther yeah. and Ghosted. Oh, pumped. Netflix pumped. originals, by the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and I'm sure we'll come on to that later. Suitable pumped Flesh, a bunch I, of... yeah, Suitable oh. Flesh, which I wanted to like, but um, I didn't. So um, I did. Funny enough, we can talk about it. I, I yeah, run. Well, it was okay. I just, I just thought, I just thought it I felt like a worst. really bad Lifetime movie. I kind of get that. I just don't think it's in the world. It's not in my top 10 or anything. Or even no, no. It's not, it's, 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 yeah. it, it was a 5 out of 10 for me, which puts it in the sure. Rand's territory. Run, Rabbit, Run, uh-huh. and The Boogeyman. Uh-huh. Thank you. I'm glad which you again, agree with me on that one. Which, again, like, I totally disagreed with you on Cobweb, by the way. I thought Cobweb yeah. was great. Yeah. Looked great. Really good. But The Boogeyman yeah. was just fucking... And there literally was moments in The Boogeyman where, where you said this to me. It's like, turn on the lights. If you turn on the lights. Just turn the lights on. Just, if you turn the lights on, on. Turn them on. And you have turn lights. Turn on the lights. Totally. Literally, they have lights. So, have um, there you go. So, look, let, let's do uh, 10, 9, 8, and we'll alternate as usual. Um, yes. So, Ross, number 10 for you. The mother. The what mother. The mother, of, the, mother the, the J-Lo thing that became instantly. But everyone said, oh, it's a really good action film. And surprise, guess guess how good it is. Was that a Netflix Ooh. original, for sure? It sure was. I'm not going to fucking bother. I just, no, I'm so I done even, with Netflix original it. action films. And also, don't, don't, don't watch. Sometimes I'll say, see it to see how bad, like 97 minutes. 97 minutes was so much fun for the beginning, but it was awful. Like, you can't call it good. But, but like, I was like, I think I told you, from the moment it starts, I was like, what's going on? But, you know, but, you know, what's going on? Not a, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, there's a difference. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I absolutely don't disagree with you on that. And my number ten is, and again, this feels a little bit like I'm shooting fish in a barrel here, but my number ten is The Hunger Games: The Ballad of Songbird and Snakes, which was just boring, right? Yeah. No one can act in it, and it's fucking two and a half hours long for a film that could, could have easily, with the story it had, been a hundred minutes. I didn't realise you'd even uh, seen it. Yeah, I took Emmy to see it, and she, she, oh. she thought it was okay. But it's just it's just one of those things, right? Like sometimes you do daddy daughter time, and you know, it, sure, it just, of course. Yeah, it just it just wasn't very good. It just wasn't very good. right. Your yeah, number, no number nine. Your number nine. My number nine uh, is. Um, I debated whether to put this in at all, but it's Dial of Destiny. Uh, do you know what? I, 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 I'd even forgotten it came out this year, but we will come oh, on to it yeah. at some point. Uh, not a punt, but it might fo- might show in another part of the show today. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's just it's just boring. Yeah. Um, my yeah. number my number nine, um, and this is one that we will definitely not agree with, um, is Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. Wow, shit! 
It no. was shit, Ross. No. It was shit. It no. was boring. The CGI no. was appalling. No, it wasn't. The script was terrible. <laughs> no, Literally, you have the you are the only person I know that's in the film that no, thinks that said the CGI was good. What I was surprised by what once watching first of all, I was surprised at how much we enjoyed it. We were all surprised at how much we enjoyed it. No one was like it was like we were all arguing, you it's shit, what are you talking about? And we all know also, typically, that I would currently be predisposed disposed to say this is fucking awful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, without, hopefully, without yeah. too much judgment, typically at the moment, I am sort of dumb, right? Let alone all the background for the film and all that. What surprised me afterwards, and I don't disagree with this, having, having a look at some of my favourite review YouTubers and all of that YouTube reviewers, most of them were along the lines of, it's not great, but it doesn't suck like these other films have sucked. It- and I was surprised. But I was surprised because these are the people who normally... Say everything shit because well, like the clicks. Well, so well, I was a to, bit. To, to, you, to, use, to use what you <clears throat> usually say in the same situation, <clears throat> I hope the DC check clears because that's normally your reaction is that they've been paid. Uh, yeah. Because no, I, I genuinely. No, I, agree. I agree with you normally, but these are the people who normally yeah. say Look, everything. And I, I, was, to, I was surprised by it. I was and as I, I said to you on, as I said to you on the text, I'm mm. more inclined to like these superhero films than you. Yes, of course. And I walked out of it and I was just like, I was so. Thoroughly bored. Do you know the problem was there was a third of it that I actually quite enjoyed, and that was the mm. third with him and his brother. Yeah, which Patrick clearly, yeah, which clearly was a completely different <clears throat> film. The thing I did love about the film, though, is how they managed to find at least thirty ways to cut Amber Heard off before she spoke. I thought that was quite it's like, funny. It's like, <clears throat> why don't yeah. you just not have her in the movie rather than just yeah. make her look so stupid? Oh, I think. Oh, I think it was mostly contractual stuff. But look, I, I think what they obviously did was they found ways to just keep her in it as minimally as possible. I will it say, was, given, it was given minimal. Two, given like, you could, hold on, you could yes, tell, you could sure. tell that all the stuff with Tamara Morrison was added in to get around the fact oh, that sure. Amber Heard couldn't be there. Of course, like, half yeah. the time, why would you sit there and have conversations with your dad? When your wife is uh, the, it was something you yeah. talked to your wife about, clearly yeah. that is all reshoots to kind of put yeah. out of the story as much as possible. It was just, it was just an awkward mess, and like I, mm. it, the film lost me from the moment the film started with Aquaman coming off out the sea on a giant, piss poorly created CGI giant seahorse to a fight scene which was a. Really, really boring. And I, that on, dude, there wasn't. Like, hang on, hang on. There wasn't. There wasn't really. You don't really see the fight. That was the point. Well, exactly right. But I exactly. That was I, I don't yeah. have a problem with that. Anyway, but anyway, this. Uh, uh, anyway, this is our top and bottom tens. We've mm. got to go through slightly faster. This, this will be a twelve-hour podcast. So, mm. Aquaman is my number nine. So, my number eight, which is the film which I genuinely think is the best that you're talking about, is the Flash. Uh, the Flash hasn't even troubled my bottom. I gave The yeah, Flash a 6 fair. out of 10 yeah. because on balance, I actually, there was a lot of it I actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it far more than this. No, I don't. In, in, in retrospect, I don't, because I remember coming out of Flash going, yeah, it was all right. So I, I my, like, my reaction to I The Flash like is your reaction to Aquaman. Okay, it's not even terrible. It's not even that but, bad. But, but, but. With the caveat of the Flash is still a fucking mess. Um, my number eight is The Exorcist, Justin Bieber. I really wanted to try to get to see it because because pe- most people were telling me, not all, sorry, I'll start again. Some people were telling me that it is so bad that you have to see it. Like It's, you're just it's like, not. What it's the not, fuck is going on? It's not that. The problem is it's boring. 
and right. and again, Aquaman was boring. Hunger Games was boring. The Exorcist sure. was boring. <clears throat> the yeah. next film that I'm going to list is boring, and the film most after of that my, is most boring. of my. Do you know what? Most of my, uh, truthfully, most of my bottom ten are mostly be either badly made, which we'll get to, and boring definitely comes into it. Yeah, there's, boring, there's only we get comes into it. There's only one really badly, well, two really badly made films in my bottom five. Sure, that's fair. And the rest are just dull and boring. Anyway, your number seven. My number seven is unsurprisingly a satin club. A uh, big, big, massive, hairy it's, punt. It's all oh right. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird on this one because no, no punt. In some way, yeah, no, no. Which means okay. We don't talk about it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. In some Ross, ways, you invented the punt rule. <laughs> in some ways, it shouldn't even be in my top ten because I keep forgetting it exists. Yeah, I, the only That's time I remember it is when I look at my letterbox list for bottom films of the right. year. My right. number seven um, was another DC film, um, and this one was really boring, um, with a few caveats, a mm. few bits I did like, but Blue Beetle just shouldn't have existed. They should have just pump, pump. cut it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your they, number they cut... Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Your number six. My number six is one of those films that everyone says is amazing, which is Extraction 2, because people are fucking stupid. Uh, Extraction 2 was my number 16 of the year. It's in, yeah. it's in what I call the Netflix section on my hated films. Ghosted, Luther, Extraction oh, yeah, 2, and Stone. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. none of them should exist. Um, my number no. six is just because, just because it was really boring for the first hour and 30 mm. minutes. And then for 30 minutes, it became the film I actually wanted to watch. Oh. And that was The Meg 2. An hour, oh, okay. literally I ninety really like minutes of pointless <laughs> shite, followed know. by thirty minutes of a giant shark movie. I liked that it became. I like. I liked that it was like half hours of different films. Sort of, it's like it's really strange, and I wasn't expecting it to become a kaiju movie again. I, was I, I didn't like that because I paid to go and see a giant shark movie, not a um, spy thriller with um, with, with like Die Hard. With, There's Die Hard on an oil rig. There's, yeah, there's loads of fighting, and, and, which I really and also, and also, the the other thing I hate about it is is this kind of blatant. Let's set it in China. Oh, well, that's not the first. That's, that's the same as the first. I film, know, though. I know, but like, at least the first film had a giant shark for most of the film. Like, they that's need that. to go. Yeah. They need to go and watch Megalodon, or they need to go and watch like Sharknado, and see how a structure sure. of these films really work, uh. because. Literally, you you sell it as a giant monster movie, and by the way, later on we will come on to a film sold as a giant mm-hmm. monster movie that delivers in every single possible way. Yeah, as good old, as that film, as good as that film is, is as bad as this film is. It's just, uh, it's just boring. I had no, but see, I I I I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but I I I was surprised at how much fun I had. That's all right. Like, You're I'm number five. Calling it, good, calling it good is wrong, but yeah, calling it good five, is very wrong. Yeah. yeah. Number five? Yeah. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. I'd even forgot that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's so... T- it was... Again, We I think we all know that I think that Shazam is pretty much the best... Yeah, you love Shazam, didn't you? Give, give, or, give or take. I, it had so much heart, light, lightness, and it, yeah, it was yeah. like big, big meets the original Superman movie as a rough comparison. Yeah. Uh, so it, was charm, fun. Delight, it was fun. It was fun. The light... The stakes got serious at the end. All of that stuff, and like this film, 
just as a follow-up to that film with the same director of all things, was just tedious. Well, well do you know what it was? Tedious. It, it was Snyderverse. It was Snyderverse. It was Snyderverse. And also, you've got to remember how much The Rock kind of scuppered stuff as well. Yeah, The Rock was a cunt on that. The Rock was Let's a bit of a cunt for this. Yeah. He was, yeah. he was significantly... I don't think that he should, in theory, affect the quality of the final movie, but he did significantly affect what that film was. Yeah. Did Black Adam so come out this year? Uh, no, it's just just the end. Of, I, I was looking okay. for that as well. It was the end of last I, year. Because that I, would be in my bottom ten as well. They've absolutely all meshed into one. Um, So yeah. uh, my number five, Um, only because, only because it is a shit movie, but I did enjoy it, but it mm. is a shit film. I just don't know where to place it. So I, I, it's been at my number two. It's been at my. It's not been in my bottom right. ten. But ninety-seven minutes is terrible, but <laughs> terrible in a way that I'd watch it again. And I, oh, none yeah. of the, it's the only film in my bottom however many I'd watch again. But it, I, it'd be. I'd hate. I'd hate watching. I'd watch yeah, it and I'd well, hate I'd myself watch it for just, watching it again. I, I wouldn't hate myself. I would just show other people and go, like from minute one. What is happening? Because normally, if a film starts out a minute when I'm going, what is going on? I I do hate it or, or get pissed yeah. off of it because I just can't keep track. And, this was one of those films that did that. And I was like, eh, And this has doing? Alec Baldwin <laughs> in. I know, like, I know. Alec Baldwin. Okay, look, Jonathan yeah. Rhys-Myers, here's a guy that's Myers, never yeah. ever fulfilled his his promise due to various addiction issues and, mm-hmm. and other things. He's right? always good, though. He's really bad. He is, I think even in films he's not, not that are normally good, I tend to find Rhys-Myers still very watchable. In this yeah, one, it looks, in this one, though, there's something completely wrong. I, and I can't explain what. Maybe it's just I, he didn't know what he was supposed to be doing. I, like, but I found that fascinating. I what I love, fascinating. What I love was the cutaways to Alec Baldwin's house, mm-hmm. which probably mm-hmm. were actually Alec Baldwin's house. I imagine, or an Airbnb or something. No, I reckon it was Alec Baldwin's <laughs> house simply because I, I think Alec Baldwin literally, literally said, "I will do it as long as I don't have to move from my chair and you must, turn must. up in an hour and a half's time to film." Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, send me the money, reach, turn yeah, up at yeah. my house. I'll give yeah. you two hours and we're done. And everyone was like, sure. fuck it, let's do it, right? Do you know, we do, do that? You know Back in the day, you know we, we would do, that. We would do We would do that. And the other film that did that, in my opinion, is, remember Money Plane with the Thomas Jane scene? So it was just yes, Money me. Plane was amazing. was amazing. But that was amazing. So actually, I put these together a little bit just because... Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. There's a Prince Charles double film, 97 minutes of oh. Money Plane. Oh, I've watched Money Plane on the big screen any time. Right, because... you're number four. My number four is um, I almost don't want to give this any air, but Luther the Fallen Sun. Oh, it's just horseshit. Immed- like immediately awful. It's not it even was confusing, horseshit. just awful. The ad- the first time you see Andy Circus, and he's just saying, <laughs> I and he he literally sort of says, I'm the villain. We'd better make sure that Luther goes to prison. That in his oh first my scene. god, it's so and I was bad. Like, what is going on yeah. here? What what is happening? It was atrocious. Uh, my number four is um, a, a film that everyone, literally everyone, has told me is the best sci-fi film ever. Ooh. It's amazing. It's so good. No one will save you. And do you know what? I oh, thought right. no one would save me either from watching it. Uh, no one <laughs> did. It was really uh, boring. I didn't I like it. To- I won't lie. I wanted to try and get it in before. I just didn't get to. I'm going to try and watch it the next few days yeah. just to it's see just it. Because, pointless. because well, it's interesting because most people, like you say, are saying it was great. And it's yeah, an interesting the weapon, director. The director's, well, well. But but it's an interesting yeah. director and it's a Hulu movie as opposed to 
you know, like yeah. um, whatever. But, but but you have a person specifically who's who's who has said and, what is and it's why are people say, yeah so yeah. in my wheelhouse. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Like, exactly. I, we watched that's why um, we watched Leave the World Behind yesterday, right. and it's an interesting comparison to this. They're quite similar in, I guess. In, in tone, maybe in that they they, right. they exist slightly off center, and yes. leave the world behind was brilliant. Like it literally had me on the edge of my seat oh, right really? to the end of the film. Really, no, like it's been but you have to, one, mate. you yeah, have to put your, you have to watch it. Get your phone. Yeah, because I know you're bad at this as well, like yeah. me. Get your yeah. phone and put it in another room. Yeah, I get Sit, you. Turn the lights off. Yeah, do not get distracted and properly yeah. watch it because the more yeah. you fall into it. Yeah, the more it really, really unsettles you. And by the way, it that, has it has good. the second good. it has the second best divisive ending of the year, right. next to Saltburn. Like uh, it okay, has yeah. it has an ending that makes you go. You're either gonna go, oh, that is just fucking brilliant, or you're gonna right, go, right. what? I thought it was brilliant. Um, well, you're number three. My number three is Blue Beetle. We don't really talk about it except how my main my main criticism as we said at the time were i don't think i've ever seen a superhero film where the lead character doesn't do anything superheroic at all like heroic at all and then secondly the insane moral compass of the film which starts off well oh. and then, destroys and, then and then i won't and kill anyone just, but my entire family will will like with gleeful abandon and it's not funny like it's not it's not no, Cheech Marin how, literally how, turns into a how, serial killer. No, it's not Cheech Marin, it's George. Oh, no, it's Ch- <laughs> Sorry, well, I don't know why racist. I thought it was Cheech Marin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Hispanics. No, you but no, it, 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 it wasn't that. Hang on, do you want to do with some Velocity Fred Sanchez? Jesus Christ. That was really funny. No, I, no, I genuinely was, thought absurd. in my head. No, yeah, know, but do you know I what know. it is? I've been playing those scenes in my head with sure. with Cheech Marin because. For me, that just makes it more entertaining. I, I was like, in my head, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't hate hate it because at least it's got no. Cheech Marin in it. So, oh no! <laughs> but so, so wait, so there's, oh, so there's the, the insane moral <laughs> compass, the lack of heroics, the fact that again, a bit Black Pantherish. They're like this Hispanic superhero, and all they do, like for the Hispanic community, and all they do is take the piss out of Hispanic people. All they yeah. do is live up to the stereotypes. I, no, all see, they do I, is live I, up to. Cheap, I, I've like always disagreed gag. with that. I don't that's think that was, I don't think that's right. That's but awful. I agree with on on the moral compass. Yeah. Um, sure. by, by the way, yeah. And it was boring. <laughs> and it was boring. Tricks, motherfucker. That was Lawrence Fishburne. He's <laughs> one of the greatest TV moments. It of is incredible. It was incredible. That moment was absolutely. My number three. Like, my, just that moment on TV, my nuts kind of went up into my body. I was like, oh no. I, I felt oh. I felt beyond embarrassed for the guy. Like, and white people in general, like that was and white awful. People in yeah, it was awful. And white people in general. Yeah, oh, but I've oh. just proved how easy it is to do. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing um, to going back and watching Platoon with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh no! My number three. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Um, it is. It is creeped down my list as the years gone on, just because it has no reason to exist. Mm. But hypnotic was just was just so badly made and so yeah. boring. 
And well, so, I mean, like, even in the 90s, I we would have not accepted that as a good no, thing. No, no, we said it was the other way around. I, like I say, in some ways, it feels like, first of all, it feels like it was made in 2003. And then I think we found out that it was written in, like, two thousand. Like, like no, 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 98 or something, or 99. Like, I knew it was, like, it was definitely around that period. I thought it was early 2000s, but regardless. And I can only describe it as a spiritual sequel to Phantoms. Like, in terms of how bad it yeah. is. But, but I did enjoy the badness. Again, no, unlike, I, unlike a lot of these, I had loads of fun with it because I was like, look at the fact that Ben Affleck, who's one of the world's biggest film stars, is making this. What is he did this why did this, why did this? Yeah, how did that happen? How did, this like, isn't there in like, the same year. And he, and, it's, and he always looks annoyed in the movie. He always looks annoyed all the way And I would the movie. be as well. And, I, loved it. And it I, just, I love it. I love that. It just proves that, that much like Eli Roth, Rodriguez... Is not a great filmmaker, and you can you can be pals with Tarantino as much as you want, sure. but when you have to stand fully on your own, consistently you fall, and that is what's happened with Rodriguez. It's what's happened with Roth. You know, it's what happened with a lot of these filmmakers that that that, that were under that Tarantino glow that never managed to step out on their own, and it's kind of sad because you know. After the 90s, Rodriguez has not made a good film. And after no, no, and after right. anything, Eli Roth hasn't made a good film. Oh, I still think Thanksgiving is really good. We'll get to that. You thought what was good, sorry? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving was was was, was, was absolutely fine. It's good. I'm it, not saying it's great. It was good. It, it did but, but, and I know you watched <clears> It's <throat> a Wonderful Knife. Yes, I did. Like... Because really like It's that. a Wonderful Knife was probably made for a tenth of the budget of um Well, not, not quite. Not quite. Well, it would have been. It was a Shudder movie. Shudder movies are like, what, five million cool. generally? Like, yeah, they're fucking I'm cheap like, as shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Thanksgiving was like 20 million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So like, like literally yeah. a quarter of the budget, right? Yeah, like, sure. I'd imagine, sure. that, I'd imagine that, uh, the Shudder movie was... But, you know, if I had to watch either a game, like, Ooh. yeah, Thanksgiving was good fun and I enjoyed it. But It's a Wonderful Knife pretty much does the same thing. And I would suggest slightly tighter and better. But anyway, we're not talking about yeah, those films. That's um, your number two. My number two. Uh, what do you <laughs> my, my number two is... Now, this is a film that I have changed my opinion on significantly. Because when it first came out, I said I liked the first hour, then hated the second hour. And now I think the film is awful. It's Babylon. Oh, okay. Weird. That's a hell of a. That's a hell of a. Well, flip. remember, but, 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 I mean, the flip being that I really stood by the first hour, or whatever. Well, right? I actually think the and first now like, two hours are quite good, Babylon. and then the yeah, and then the final hour is just an absolute was mess. Three, was it really three hours? I it it's something hours. like that. I, th I, th I think it's a long film. Okay, well, my regard the point where it really flips is when when they meet Toby Maguire. But I, I just sort of say the first hour. <laughs> I was um, I was shocked, like not shocked. It's just slowly gone. What you what are you even thinking? Why did you think that was good? I I I think I liked it slightly more than you, but at no point would I would I describe it as a good film. Although Margot Robbie is great. It's three hours and nine minutes, Ross. What a bloody hell. That is bad. Yeah, that was, that that was the other bad. problem. Yeah, that was the other problem. That it yeah, didn't yeah. need to be three hours and nine minutes. Um, so my number... I'm, I'm not even going to comment on this. We've talked about these two so much. My number two is Children of the Corn. It was shit. Yeah, it was be, it's been in my worst ten for a long for a long time. And now I'm like, I don't even really think about it now. 
It's just, oh, it was so, just, so just, it was just a bad film. Just to clarify, Thanksgiving budget was $15 million. Okay. Yeah, just, just yeah. Uh, so what was your um your number one worst what was your worst film of twenty twenty three? It wasn't I didn't expect it was gonna be any good. The trailer was terrible. I heard too many bad stories and it was expendable balls because I have not seen a film in a cinema in, in my recent memory <clears throat> that not only was terrible barring a couple of sequences which were pretty good, but basically terrible throughout but that also simply did not look like it was finished. Just didn't it, look like it was finished at all. Like there's all those, all those green screen, the older, the match shots and stuff, which we would always know were match shots, but they just didn't finish them. They didn't refine it. They, it didn't look graded, let, let alone how bad the film was and Megan Fox and all of the other, all the other bad stuff, the awful moral compass, particularly at the end, awful moral compass at the end. And, and, and it just doesn't deliver on what it's supposed to be. But also, genuinely didn't look like a finished film. I don't think I've yeah. seen anything like that in recent years. Like, I just, I just don't think I've seen anything that bad in recent years. Badly, I don't uh, think I hated it. I don't think I hated it as much as you. Oh, uh, it's a wonderful night. Oh. It was six million. Oh, fair enough. Well, I mean, that's, oh, I was both, both, those, both those budgets are not. I know they're both very good, for, considering. For what they um, delivered, yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, look, I, I didn't hate it as much as you, but certainly it was in my bottom films of the year. I, I mean, thought the that, last, I thought that 45 yeah. minutes on the boat actually yes. saved what was, was the closest, a terrible yes. film. Yes, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I, for, for me, it's not just about, I kind of had a good time because it was bad, but it was the fact that it was, if we're talking about worst films of the year, I don't understand aside from whatever business, how that was in the cinema. Yeah. Like, like it, it, just, was... it just didn't, it looked terrible, like it looked not finished. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, I absolutely don't disagree with you. I think, I think like, like, like the, the opening like hour, yeah, the opening yeah. 25 minute action sequence the opening, was just... Oh, the opening 20, 15, the way they cut between those two timelines. Yeah, yeah. That was embarrassing. Like, yeah, like not just was... that, that is one thing, it, embarrassing. What who directed what, what, it? That was uh, the guy who directed Hidden Strike, Scott War, and he shouldn't be allowed to direct movies. Hidden Strike was my also had. Hidden Strike was one of the worst films I saw in the year because again it made he has delivered two films. Oh god, and it was written by which Kurt made, Wimmer. Right. But Fuck. Kurt Wimmer has done but Kurt Wimmer has done some fun stuff like Equilibrium. I love One Tough Bastard. Like he, yeah, Kurt Wimmer. One Tough Bastard was good. Stuff. So here's the thing, I don't think the director or the writer was responsible for any of it. Not really. I, I mean, it's just, so the, it, credit, credit wise, it does, but it comes down to the producers and what they've done to the film, I think. The, the director also did um, Act of Valor, which I quite liked. Um, and Act of Valor, Leap that was Speed. Code. Need for Speed, which was really bad. Need for Speed was really bad. But Act of Valor, but it was co he co directed it with someone else. Okay. But, 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 but Act of Valor is a really good film. Like really Act of Valor is it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, really um, yeah, no, like, like, yeah. So, look, my worst film of the year. Uh, we've talked about loads. Uh, you've talked about it earlier. Um, I just think it's just insanely badly made, whilst being insanely badly acted, whilst <clears throat> being insanely boring at the same time. And it's Assassins Club. I yeah, just, it's terrible. <clears throat> it was literally inept. Yeah, yeah. And, like on, like, like ninety-seven minutes is inept. But at least it made me kind of, at least kind of part of me was awkwardly going, I'm actually quite enjoying this, but I hate it. It was a net, Whereas, it was a net because I laughed, but I laughed all the way through 97 minutes. But Assassin's so Club, Assassin's Club <laughs> yes. was just 
hideous. It was it was immediate. Oh my hideous, god! It? it was like immediate. How do you make a film about assassins that is immediately boring? Like not later on when you go, oh, this is really boring now. It was immediately tedious and looked really cheap. Like the lighting. And once really again, once again, it shows <clears throat> that um, Henry the, Golding can't do action. Henry Golding should not. Should, He's a good-looking guy. Look good looking guy shouldn't do action. Shouldn't do and he action. Can't, but he wasn't that great in that romantic comedy with um oh um uh, Amelia Clark. Like the film was, was okay. No, but he wasn't bad, but he wasn't no. good. No, um, no, I'm with, you. So, I'm with you. Okay, cool. All right, well look, that's our worst film to you, probably in far more detail than we needed to go. <laughs> so let's do let's do our end of year awards. Um I'm gonna go for yep. each of these. Um, you will just name the the, the winner mm. in your category. Um, if you have yeah. a runner up, I will allow you a runner up. But we're not going to go into sure. too much detail. No, I've only a got a couple. For most, I've got Freddie Beezer, a couple of quick things. That's it. Okay, but remember, it's a winner and one runner up, and that's the Understood. most you get. Understood. Fine. The, the Oscars don't go. And here's the runner up. And this is why we like the other five. <clears throat> no, let's be, let's start. The Oscars with... should be the Oscars should be twelve hours long. Because we do a lot, we spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about other films we've watched, so older films that yeah. didn't come out this year. So I figured we should probably cover a few of them off. So, firstly, Ross, your best rewatch of the year. So, film, older film that you watched again in 2023. There's something that connects both of these films. They were both on the big screen. Okay. Just to be clear. So, 12 Angry Men on the big screen for the first nice. time. With Niffy, and that, and that's obviously had the, that's the which which version of Twilight? The original, the, the original the version, yeah, uh, the original version, nineteen fifties version, truly spectacular. I don't, I could probably go back and watch that every I don't know couple of months and not be bored without being too hyperbolic about it. Uh, and the runner up, simply because the comparison is almost impossible. Uh, I got to see Commando again on the big screen, which is very rare, but the London awesome. Action Film Festival. And the reason why it was particularly special is that Stephen E. D'Souza was there to do a Q&A afterwards, and that was nice. I will never forgive COVID for robbing us of the, oh, um, the co- June, Commando, yes, where it was going to be screened every day. And I, be screened, I, well, I bought every, every day for a week or something, wasn't it? And I, I bought tickets. They were going to show it every day for a week at the Prince Charles Cinema, and I bought tickets to every performance. And, and we were going to go as well, and I was yes, so fucked off. So my yeah. best rewatch of the year: two absolute banging classics of a movies that I rewatched. Uh, one for the well, both actually for the first time in probably ten to fifteen years. But the yeah. Outlaw Josie Wales and oh. the, my runner-up was Double Indemnity. Wonderful. I that was on my list for a while because I rewatched that too. But I yeah. just thought I, I had to. I had to I, some sort of. I rewatched it because you rewatched it. <laughs> oh, fair enough. And it was terrific to rewatch. And Niffy loved it too. So, uh, so I think I'd like to. I'd like to watch some more noir. The year. Yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah definitely. Um, so, best old film we watched for the first time in 2023. So, to qualify, Ooh. best film that wasn't released in 2023 that we watched in 2023. So, I have two choices. Uh, I have a winner and a runner-up. My winner is my neighbour uh, Totoro, which oh, um, same. was my first. Same. Excellent, amazing. Which same. was my first Miyagaki film as well. Oh my god! So I'm glad one. you said that. I'm glad you said that because that's on the list of about ten films that I've got. So I'm really glad you said that one. <laughs> yeah, and and my my runner up was Master and Commander: Far Side of the World, which is mm. fucking brilliant, and I can't believe I've not watched it. I can't believe I've not watched it because it is absolutely so, my film. And on that, yes. by the way, it's yes. a good action film. It's a good yeah. raw film. But what is mm. brilliant about it is Paul Bettany and Russell Crowe's bromance is mm. actually beautiful. Yes. It yes, is I, I, a great film. 
the Prince Charles Cinema. <clears throat> I think I told you, showed it recently, so I was gutted I missed it. However, they're showing it again in January, and I will go and see it in the cinema. Yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah, I feel like it'd be great to go to the cinema. Now, Perfect, I, can't, right. I can't cut this list down. <clears throat> I said, I'll do five of them rather than eight of them, <gasps> because... Because I have to, and I'll explain. No, Ross, extremely you have to pick. What? No, right, listen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We have an hour and ones. ten minutes okay, of the I podcast. I won't say. I won't say anything about any of them. But they all. These are all films you should watch if you haven't seen. Them, Go on. Okay. When eight bells toll, which is Anthony Hopkins doing a James Bond movie, you need to see okay. that film. I've never heard of it before. Straight time, the Dustin Hoffman film, which was incredible. Uh, Totoro, which you've said. I have to say, there will be blood. Because that was extraordinary. Uh, the African Queen, <clears throat> incredible. And the last one, there are others, but I've cut this list down, was this extraordinary late 70s film, Canadian film called The Silent Partner, which stars Elliot Gould and directed by Curtis Hansen, who we know of LA Confidential. And it is Hitchcockian. You must see, if, if you What's seek out any one film, it's called The Silent Partner, which I have never heard of. I'd never heard of it. 1978, recommended by the Action Boys podcast, doing a, a thriller rather than an action movie. And it is, to call it Hitchcockian, Hitchcock actually It could have been that good. You only gave it seven out of ten. No, no, but I, I, it's sinking in more now. It's sinking in more now. It's terrific. I will be watching okay. it again soon. I, it's, it's hard to explain. It, it's on I, my watch, watch list. Christopher Plummer is unbelievable in it. And yes, you're right. I did only give it seven. It probably should be eight. Um, I've only just watched it. Your ratings <clears> are <throat> so whack. It's so funny. Well, it's because like, it's like, it depends on how I feel at the time. You know? <laughs> you're like, Honestly, it's the best though, film ever. Six but what I, mean is, what I mean is the other films I listed, everyone has probably heard of, right? Yeah. I had never, ever heard of it. And, nice. and that, that rating will go up and I will okay. watch it again soon. Okay. So, best movie death of 2023. My award mm. for best movie death of 2023 goes to... Mm. I've taken a slightly a skewed view on this, but the DC Extended Universe, Aquaman oh. 2, The Flash, Shazam 2, Blue Beetle. Thank mm. fuck we're not going to get any more Snyderverse DCEU-themed movies. <clears throat> James Gunn has the ability to now go and, with a fresh sheet of paper, do something. Will he succeed? I don't think so. I, I don't think the world needs more Superman movies. We've had enough. I don't think the world needs another Batman movie. I just don't. But look, look, the DCEU is dead. And thank fuck for that, because it was, without a doubt, horseshit. It's like there's maybe <clears throat> one shining light in the whole thing. Like, like maybe the Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey was pretty good. You know, Man and of Shazam, Steel was actually, Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. Man of Steel was actually okay on balance, but the rest of it is, is just forget. anyway. So, my movie death of the year was the DC EU. Thank fuck, it's gone. Over to you. Yes, my, my caveat: what you said is, <clears throat> I think James Gunn will give us stuff that is marginally, margin, sorry, significantly better. But I think we needed to wait a couple of years before we see it. It needs stuff. to be five years. Like, <laughs> well, a few, well, whatever, a few, a gap of a few years, whatever, whatever the heck it yeah. is. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what he's doing. But here's my thing: it's not that we don't need to see any superhero films. It's that what we need to see is good films, whatever they are. Yes, just good films. Yes. And anyway, there you go. But I, I, I agree with you in terms of yes, let's you know let's kill this pig. <clears throat> right. So there's that. Now for me, I went more obvious and it's the I suck a death in Saw X. In fact, I don't think that guy oh. ever dies. 
Oh. I don't think the guy even dies, does he? I think he just goes to hospital. But that like, was... That, that was... And, and almost any of the deaths in Sorex were, were great. All of them were... I really enjoyed all of that shit, way more than I thought I was going to. That was <clears> genuinely <throat> grim. In a yeah. brilliant, loved it kind of way. <clears throat> yeah, no, that was good. Good. Alrighty, like it. Um, so who won 2023? This will be our yearly check-in to see whether it's Marvel or DC that wins the year. Um, because people still care, really. Um for me, it was Marvel, but only because of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. The high was there wasn't any highs for DC no. at all this year. None. No. So you have to pick like, and there were a lot of lows for Marvel as well. Ant-Man, etc., etc. But almost all loads. <laughs> but Loki season two was really good. Guardians of the Galaxy three was really good, right? So the highs absolutely outstripped the lows, but but there were too many lows. I don't think the highs can outstrip the lows, but there are so many lows. But I, I, the, the lows weren't as low as DC because you know. Anyway, so uh, who won the year for you? Well, if you say the word win <coughs> rather than best, it wins because it finished first. DC so, is so, finished. Yeah. What I'm saying is if you're saying who won in a race, the winner is who finishes first and DC finishes first. And I think that's that's something we haven't talked about here is that DC doing a full reboot, right, regardless of what we think, is... <coughs> a more appropriate move than letting the Marvel uh, Universe just keep dragging on. Well, the Marvel Universe Finishing is resetting. DC. Don't forget but the Marvel reset, Universe. But not, reset, but not resetting in, in the way that DC is going, right, that's all fucking done, we're starting a clean, Well, you don't know that, slate. because they're well, not... We think like that. No, you don't. We do you literally don't. If there are more series coming out of what they're doing now, and if there are anything following up from the stuff that's got it in, and if it's got anything of any of the characters, like the actors and stuff... Ross, it Ross, Ross, the DCEU does have those characters. Peacemaker's no, character. No, the act, no, the act, the act. Okay, yeah. one. Yeah, two, and, one and Viola Davis is coming back as, as Amanda okay, Waller. One, one thing, that's it. And and I will bet you down the road Margot Robbie will be back and the Birds of Prey will be back. Okay, but, we, because... okay, but that we do. Oh, I don't think Birds of Prey will be back. Birds of Prey did really badly. Birds but of Prey the did character really did well and it was well-reviewed. Yeah, character. So it okay, might not be back characters... as its own film... It right. might not be back in his own film, but I think you'll see a lot more of those characters. The Marvel is resetting. They are going to move away from Kang, thank God. They're going to well, move yeah, away from um they're going to move away from a lot of that. You've got you've got like X-Men, Fantastic Four. Well, like I say, Doctor like Doom. I say, if they if well, if they if they do all this, like I said, I think we said this on the last episode, the way to save Marvel in vertical is you stop everything and you just do these two new, for example, fresh but, movies. But franchises. bear in mind there's only one and film coming out next year. Yeah. And, like and that's the only film at the moment that that's got a release date. I mean good. I mean good. Good. I'm glad. Right. So it, Marvel is resetting. Do not sit there and think that even with the same characters, you can reset and still have the no, same I'm not actors about, same I don't characters. just mean the cat I don't mean well no, but no, I don't I don't think you can. I think you have to recast everybody. I think you have to recast No, everybody. I don't, I don't, think, I don't right. think you do. I don't I don't think you do. I think and in fact, if anything, I don't think Marvel should. I think what they should do is carry on doing what they're doing, but mm. just 
in terms of the character, because they've got some great characters and great they actors. Do, but they do, they they but they need to bring back Captain America and fucking Iron Man and all of these. Which, like, they need to, they need to really what do you think they're going to do with Secret Wars? I don't know what they're going to do. I'm, they're I'm going to exactly that. Of, of course, I, I of course they're so. going to bring back Captain so. America. Of course they're going to bring back so. Iron Man. Well, I hope so. You know? <laughs> and also, they've still got some great characters out there. I think the problem is not, the problem has nothing to do with the characters they have. Or the actors they have with those no, characters. It's not the ca- no, no, it's not. No, I agree. It's not about anyway, the actors being bad. Anyway, actors. we are. We are li- you, need, you need a baggage. You need as, as yeah. baggageless a version as possible. Anyway, that's all it's we are going to have to go through these literally uh, very quickly because otherwise we are going to have no time for mm-hmm. the best films of the year. Disappointment of the year for me was uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Not because it was a bad mm. film, but because it bombed at the box office and yes. it didn't deserve to bomb at the box office because it was good. It was actually good. Yeah, I agree. Um, except for the except for some script bits. I, I mean, yeah. I agree with you, basically. I yeah. Disappointment of the year for you, Ross. Okay, so I, I definitely include Mission Impossible, although I basically enjoyed And the second time around, it was better. Uh, neither of these are a surprise. Neither. Shazam 2, not a surprise. And because of like the first film being so good, and Dial of Destiny. You were surprised that Dial of Destiny wasn't... No, no, no. No, no. No surprise oh, at all. No surprise. No, 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 okay. But, but talk about... How can you be disappointed? Actually... How, could a, how could Dial of Destiny not hit the incredibly low expectations that you already had? Because the opening surprised me at how good it was. Oh, I hated the opening. The CGI I was it. wonky. Oh, I, I, I don't we're gonna disagree. We're going to come to that. But I, I don't anyway, disagree, but I had fun with it. I had fun with the it. The prize of the year is, for me... Um, Barry Kagan's Todger. Um, I saw far more of it than I. Wait wait a minute. What what category is that? Surprise of the year. I didn't have that in my list. Oh, did you not? You're under disappointment of the year. Anyway, don't worry. Surprise of the year was Barry Kagan's Todger. Um, (laughs) there was a lot of it in Saltburn. Um, and in fact, Saltburn in general, which which has remained with me more than any other film this year. So that was my surprise of the year. Uh, Ross didn't have that for some reason. I probably forgot to send it. So, Ross, your best Doug Campbell film of 2023. Let's look who's stalking. <laughs> it might actually be. It might actually be one of his best films. Like, as it, it's a solid movie. Like, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, yes, no. So, uh, look who's stalking is good. Although I am looking forward to seeing. Um, what was it I texted you this morning uh, or yesterday? I'm looking forward I mean, to seeing... Very... Well, but you know, that's about five years old, that film, because it's the Cheerleader yeah. Conspiracy. 2022 uh, was the release date, but yes, The Cheerleader oh. Conspiracy with Mina Savari. Um, I can't wait to see that. Uh, also called um, Deadly Cheer Mum, um, of course, <laughs> because it's a Doug Campbell film. Um, I cannot wait to see that. Um, so Enough Now Award, the Enough Now Award for 2023 for me goes to franchises. Enough. Mm. I've had it. Fast X, Expendables 4, Indy 5, Indiana Joe, uh, sorry, Exorcist, Hunger Games, Extraction. Oh. My runner-up is Netflix original action films, Ghosted, Luther, Heart of Stone, Extraction 2. Stop! Stop! Please! Let's not make more bad movies. Not one of those films was good, and half of them didn't make any money. Just enough. You're enough now, Award Ross, for the year. Well, it's a generic one with with a specific at the end. <clears throat> Superhero movies or any movie over two hundred million dollars or three hours long. Films over films shouldn't be over a hundred minutes. There was Paul Hirsch, the, the very well regarded Hollywood editor, who's done many, 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 many movies, um, recently posted a photo of himself saying, "Make movies shorter again." 
And he's right. Most films that we see at the cinema shouldn't be longer than 100, let's say 105 minutes charitably. Most of the films we see at the cinema, we would enjoy far more or find less boring if they were 100 or 105 minutes. That includes Aquaman 2. That includes everything. There are some films that justify it. Most films do not justify the extra running time. They just don't. And that also has a cost implication, right? We, we know that. So, and then, and then, and then enough now. But my specific on that, my specific on that is, is which is also an implication, is enough now of films where the script is completely fucking fucked, and they don't care about yeah. the writing, they don't give a fuck about the writing. The writing is the thing, but we all know everything hangs off. We all know it all changes through the edit and all that stuff and whatever. But well, badly you could... written films are teen. Badly written films, no matter what your lazy written films. <laughs> are inevitably going to be tedious and it doesn't matter what else you do about it. It doesn't matter what you, else you do. You can't tedious. make, you can make a good script bad in filmmaking, of course you but can. you can't make a bad script good in filmmaking. No, no. Even and, if with the charisma of your actors, charisma, charisma helps, performances help, but they do not make it good. And they definitely don't make it not tedious or not confusing or not involving or engaging. Like yeah, you don't. By the way, good writing. Good writing just means competent. By the way, that doesn't mean beautiful words or, or fucking. No, no, no. I, I, just 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 solid and 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 and, and, and uh, effective. That's it. You're, pre That's you're preaching you to the convert. You're preaching to the converted here. Um, right, uh, damn. Maybe next year award the film I should have watched in 2023, but didn't. Ghost to Napoleon. Yeah. I really should have watched that this year. I just think I just missed. I just missed it. It's all gone. I, I I would have agreed with you, except for all of the terrible reviews. But I we should watch it. The one I actually want to watch, and I just didn't get to it. I was I we even we were even trying up until yesterday. It's Past Lives. Oh yeah, Past yeah, Lives yeah, yeah. Film, but it's supposed to be extremely good, and I feel bad that we haven't actually watched that. Um, the film that no one asked for in twenty twenty three was Hypnotic, uh, mostly yeah. because the nineties called and they wanted their rubbish Rodriguez movie back. Um. It just, it just literally, no one wanted this movie. The distributors didn't want the movie. The fund, the the companies, the multiple companies that were involved to make it didn't really want the movie. Clearly, Ben Affleck didn't want the movie. Robert yeah. Rodriguez was the only one that probably did because he was working again and in mm -hmm. uh, in the cinema. But no one wanted that movie, and the box office also agreed because no one went to see the movie. Now, I, I went the other way on this one. I actually went with it in a positive spin. The film we got okay. that nobody asked for in 2023. And perhaps I should change it to expected in 2023. It was Barbie, but in a good way. Barbenheimer. It was a thing. Yeah, Barbenheimer um, as well, but Barbie specifically. Because I don't know what I was expecting. I certainly didn't give a shit about a Barbie film coming out, except for that all looks like fun. You know, that was yeah. it. But I got a film that I was absolutely, I didn't ask for. And I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm not on the, the massive hype train that it has, but I really enjoyed it and I didn't ask for it. And I really hope that Margot Robbie and um, Ryan um, Gosling, Gosling. <laughs> both get nominated for Oscars because I would yeah. fucking love to see Barbie up there with, I don't know, I, I want to see Christian Bale um, as Oppenheimer up there next to Gosling as Ken. Wait, because I think Bale? do you do you not mean Cillian Murphy? Cillian oh, for Murphy. fuck's sake. <laughs> What's 
happening? Are you now just mistaken? Did you intentionally mistake a white guy for another white guy? Just to get yeah, yeah, that's it. Clearly, clearly, my my brain is not in a good place. This is what <laughs> happens white when guys, you record. All white guys look alike, guys. All white yeah. guys. This is what happens when you record at so, nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. Can, um, can I also say? Can I also say with with Barbie? One of the things that very few people seem to point out specifically is that the most interesting character in Barbie is Ken. Given that it's called Barbie. Given that it's called Barbie. The one who actually mate. goes through the most character development is actually Ken. Yeah, but mate, mate, good, mate, if you if you read read online, you know, it's just it's just an anti sexist film and it's just, you know, once again it's like are women just shitting on men and telling men how I shit they are. No, I d I don't I, I, no, I don't I'm, see I'm, I don't, I don't uh, see okay. I, I don't see a lot of that. Ross, around, Ross, I'm I'm being sarc- you don't see a lot oh, of that okay. around. Have no, you not I, read any review written by a male online that went yeah. to see Barbie? Yeah. Not a reviewer, well, no, no, not a, a reviewer, of... not a critic, okay. not a friend of yours, but the no. general public of oh, Americans no. mostly no, who read the film. They don't deserve my attention. But this is the point, right? They read the film as right. as a a slant like an on men, an attack on men and well, manhood. They're idiots. Well, they're idiots because he is the character with the most development. Stuff. Yeah. And anyway, in fact, so, and in fact, the film says that when he goes to the, the real world, he changes their world, and most of the girls go along with it. Which right. I don't know if that's on purpose. That's <laughs> very funny. So the older film I've not watched before, but I pledged to watch in twenty twenty four. Award goes to the Green Mile. Hang on, what film is this? The Sorry, older film. The older yeah. film. Yeah. That I've not watched before, but I pledged to watch in 2024, goes to The Green Mile. Okay, I don't have that either. You do have it! I'm looking at the bloody list I sent you! That's so weird, I didn't see that. Oh, actually, maybe you don't have that one. Oh, yes, you have. Look, <laughs> look. scroll scroll up on WhatsApp, and you have both of the categories you didn't see. Anyway, oh, you're going to watch Master and Commander. Um, I am going to watch Master and Commander. There you go. Please. You've already said it. So, um, my hero of 2023 is Godzilla. He's a hero to me because Godzilla is a reminder that blockbusters need a good script as much as they need good CGI. And that had both of it. And they did it for less than $15 million. I definitely don't have those categories, mate. I'm looking right now. I don't have Ross, them. I literally am seeing it. Look. There are two, there are two deleted messages. There's one of those. No, and then under that, fuck it. it it's let's both do the awards. Here's the categories. Yeah. No, no, I have two, I have, no, I have two messages that were deleted. Yeah, and underneath that, before. there's another one. Fuck, let's do both the awards. Yeah. Here's the categories. Best rewatch, best old film, best movies. What was the best? Disappointment, surprise, best Doug Campbell film. Enough now. Damn, next year. The film we got, hero, villain. The older film that I watched before. It's all in the messages. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that message. Sorry. And you're right, Master of Command. I'm sorry, I actually didn't see that message. Master of Command. But that was a separate that was a separate message to be fair. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So yes. Anyway, back back to the podcast. <laughs> Let's um, argue about our WhatsApp. I want to argue more about our WhatsApp messages. Yeah. Um Hero of 2023 for me was Godzilla. Just yes. because, just because yep. it is genuinely a, a evidence that DC doesn't need money. It doesn't need a shitload of Marvel. Doesn't need a shitload of CG chucked at it. What it needs is a good script with real people and real characters that you care about, and then everything else, all the effects, everything else, is a huge advantage. 
so my hero of 2023 is Godzilla minus one, the movie, right? And and you're right. And here's the other thing about that film. That film is two hours and 14. Didn't feel like it. No, Didn't feel like it, it at all. Didn't feel it for a second. It shot past. And there's not actually that much Godzilla action in it. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, made, what made Godzilla yes. the better film... Yes. Even yes. better was I had to sit through that fucking awful trailer for Godzilla yeah. X Kong, which yes. was just a CGI wank fest. And without even seeing the film, yeah, I can tell you that the script will be appalling. The characters yes. will be badly written, and the whole film will be about just be pe- Kong. people will be in, actors will be in it. There won't be characters. There's no, no there'll be way. there'll be real life people in it, but yeah. the film will be about. A CGI Kong and a CGI Godzilla teaming up to take on a bigger CGI Kong. And, and there'll way, be a lot of can, things getting smashed. I can, I can have fun with that though. I can have fun. Yeah. Fun is fine. Fun is fine. But to put it before the train before this was mad madness. Madness. And mate, look, we both loved Moonfall. Yeah, absolutely. We, it's Godzilla Godzilla X, because it's called Godzilla X Kong, right? Not versus yeah. Godzilla X Kong. Well done, everyone. Which I which I read as Godzilla I, Kissing's Kong. Well, I read it as Godzilla times Kong equals <laughs> like, <laughs> like whatever, like so it's like a mathematical formula. Or no, I, I I think um, it's a kiss. I think it's a romance film. I think uh, it's like um, I think it's be like so. Love Actually for um, God, I hope so for Godzilla. I hope so. Um, right, villain yeah, so, of twenty twenty three. This is a big one. No one wants this award, yeah. and this year, and you've already touched on it, Ross. Actually, and I think I've touched on it a little bit. But villain of twenty twenty three is CGI. For me, because indie, Marvel, PC, Expendables, yeah. Yeah. name a big budget film other than Mission Impossible. And that's because mostly the Mission Impossible CG is removal rather than addition. Right? Yes. Like yeah. it's taking things away rather than putting things in. Have we gone back to like the Spawn era of CG? Oh, where yeah. I, yeah. Jurassic Park came out and everyone was like, like I saw a bit of Jurassic Park on TV the other day, mm-hmm. and there are some exceptions to this, but in general, the CGI in Jurassic Park is still better than the CGI yeah. in Aquaman, Hauntomania, yeah. or WrestleMania, whatever. Because it's the di- because the di- the difference the difference is Quantumania and definitely Aquaman two to a degree. Although the difference with Aquaman two for me is a significant amount of it is in inverted commas like the real world, but but. Quantumania specifically, more than any, and there are others, nothing looks real. I mean, no. it is a fantasy. It is a fact. I mean, look, we are, it is more of a fantasy thing, but none of it ever, ever looks real. None of it ever looks like they were anywhere other than in a blank studio on a, with green around them and they're having to interact with nothing. But one of the things that's most cringeworthy in that, in Quantumania, for all the quality, because I don't think the quality of a CGI is particularly bad, it was more the fact that you're just constantly being taken out of it because you realise. They are just standing in a studio for the whole time in every shot. So it might as well have just been an animated movie. But the shot that was most cringe, cringe making was Michael Douglas, esteemed actor Michael Douglas, who I mostly think is fantastic, having to sit there while his hands get coated in CGI goop to, to fly a, a tiny craft or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, this is embarrassing. This is this is singularly it's, it's unpleasant, the, like unpleasant to look at. It's the Michael Caine, Bob Hoskins thing, right? When you ask Ma- sure. Michael Douglas, why did you do it? There'll be a swimming pool or a of holiday course. or course. an why alimony payment. Fun. And why and why shouldn't he have fun doing it? Like he, 
he still he still looks like he's having fun. But I just but aside from a weird communist remark, he was the only thing. Well, uh, the only one for me. For me, it's not just it's not CGI is obviously very uh, what's the word a very relevant point. But I feel like because there have been films with good CGI, it's not just CGI. It is the crush on the people generating this work because they can create really beautiful work. It's the this has to be done on Wednesday thing and we're farming out to nine different companies. You know what I mean? It's it's not just the CGI, like the the the, the technology and the artwork of the art of it, because the art of it can be beautiful. It is the you have to do this in nine days or, or, or we've we've just reshot a scene, so now you have like four well, hours to do this. This thing, year as opposed to as opposed to doing it a year ago when it probably worked. Yeah. This year we got we got a view behind it's what that. it's like being a CGI artist Ooh. in a Marvel Ooh. world, right? And the I, yes, the, the, the problem is it's fixed cost. So you, you put a bid in as a studio and say we will bid Ten grand to do that that piece sure. of CGI, and someone else says we'll do it for nine grand, and we'll do it for eight mm. grand and seven grand. So they go mm-hmm. for the seven grand one, and a hundred artists then have to all then then they have to say, well, we can't afford a hundred artists because we only paid seven grand, so we're going to afford two. So what should be done by thirty or forty people is done by two or three people, and they're having to work twenty eight hour days. Sure, yeah, like like it is genuinely sweatshop work. Yeah. For CGI artists, um, yeah. and it's horrific. Anyway, your villain of the year, Ross, and then we're going to get to hero, and then we're going to go. We have to really go through uh, okay, win of the year. But um, yeah. your your award for hero of the year, villain of the year, goes to my villain of the year is Godzilla in Godzilla minus one, because for the first <laughs> time ever, a, a character that's been on screen for sixty years, sixty years. Is it even longer? Is it 70 years? Yeah, it's, 70. Uh, it's a long, it's it's a long 1954. time. 1954. It's just under 70 years. Um, for the first time, Godzilla was terrifying. He was like, actually terrifying. terrifying. So your hero and villain was Godzilla. <gasps> yeah, Love well, Godzilla, that. Minus, Godzilla minus one was the hero. Yeah. Because even the budget of 15 million, the director says it wasn't as high as 15 million. People even say it's 15 million. But forget all that. It's just a film that shows you how films can be, all films, obviously it's genre films, and then, yes, the villain is Godzilla himself because he is implacable, he is terrifying, given that they've made him still look kind of goofy, like the character, like the man in a suit. Like, you know, he still kind of looks goofy as a look, and the way he moves is slow and lumbering. Terrifying. Because because you you can't reason with him. You can't. There's nothing you can do to him. They can. They can't even kill him, really, without spoiling this. So, oh, what do you do? You know, all of that to me. The the stakes in that film are so cleverly laid out. Let's leave it there. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to rave about it. This film it's just fine. demands. It just demands it, to be it's, watched. It's going to make another. So, it's going to make. A, I'm going to punt. I'm going to punt your award. So that was the awards for the year. So look, let's go into our best films of the year. Um, we will yep. go through. Um. Our, <clears throat> really quickly so also ran yes. for me um birth rebirth which was a kind of frankenstein thing oh Plane. i really liked it liked it yeah, yeah. oh playing yeah. cocaine bear guardians of the galaxy mutant ninja hero turtles um yep. whatever they're called these days um mutant mayhem, mayhem was good fun yep. joyride yeah, was it. really rude bottom bottoms was equally really rude um evil dead rise didn't make my top 10 of the year after all of that um which one, sorry which, which, sorry, which one? rise Oh, right, yeah, yeah. 
and I loved it. I loved it. But the, 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 they got some good films towards the end of this year. Um, Mission Impossible, uh, Dead Reckoning, um, Dungeons and Dragons and Killers of the Flower Moon all made my also rants. Okay. So my also rants quickly. Yes, Hello. go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, go, go. Okay, so my also rants are Megan, Plain, Puss in Boots for Last Wish, Cocaine Bear. Creed I genuinely Creed. thought you were going to put Plain as your your film of the year. It was in my top. It was in my top ten for a long time. Cocaine Bear, Creed Three, Scream Six, which I think is quite funny. Uh, Red, Renfield, uh, Mutant. Did Creed Three come out this year? Yep. It's right, right wow. at the start. Yeah. Wow, uh, I just completely forgot. Yeah. Mutant Mayhem, Joyride, The Pope's Exorcist. Oh, fuck Jonathan Majors, by the way. Uh, the Pope's Exorcist. Polite oh, The Society. Pope's Exorcist. Polite Society, which was sort of drifting around my top ten for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, Inf Infinity Pool, Tetris. Uh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Barbie, Talk to Me. Talk to Me was very good. Uh, Strays, Fear the Night, Saw X, Fist of the Condor, nearly there. Thanksgiving, Three Musketeers, Milady, Tar and Air. Nice. Cool. So Ooh, let's great go. Movies. Great movies. Ooh, let's go great. into our <clears> top <throat> ten. So my number ten is Air. You just mentioned uh, it. Uh, really yeah. enjoyed it. I thought it was a. It was a very early film of the year, and it was my film of the year for quite some time. Um, it slipped mm. a little bit, but I thought it was great. Um, oh, really, really good. Good. So your number ten. Maestro. And it's interesting. I've seen a few devices. I've seen a few divisive opinions, which is I've perfect. heard a lot uh, of divisive opinions. But I was, and like I say, it might it might be because I was surprised at how much I liked it. But it was a really terrific cinema experience for, for Miffy and myself. Uh, the impersonation I thought was fantastic. And again, I don't know hardly anything about Bernstein, so maybe it's maybe it's that. Maybe not knowing helps if you see what I'm saying. But I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, my number nine was a film we've mentioned a couple of times, Barbie. It was good, good, fun. Um, good, good fun. You're number nine. I'm looking at my top ten and I'm realising it's a fairly solid mixture of, uh, what's the word, worthy and uh, fun. So number nine, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Yeah, it was the good. second time We watched it twice. The second time, we, we I think we enjoyed it even more. It was and, uh, really, really good fun. And on that, we've just got Baldur's Gate 3 for the PS5. Ah, uh, yeah, so I've heard quite, that's very, very good. Yeah, so I'm quite excited about getting stuck into that. Yeah, I've heard it's very, very good. Um, it'll be one of the many films that you don't finish, Ross. Uh, games that you I'm don't sure, finish. I'm sure. I'm Have sure you I've ever finished it. a computer game? Yeah, I've finished several. Not oh, on the, on, several. The, on the on on that, I'm currently playing Robocop Rogue City. Oh, how is it? How is it? How is it? Yeah, how it's good it? fun. It's it's not a great game, but it's a fun game. You get to yeah. walk around as Robocop shooting people. I've just fought an Ed Two Hundred Nine. I almost came in my pants. I've heard it really does honor the film. Like, I'm it like does really good, and it's okay. Peter Weller. So wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh yeah, it's God. Peter Weller doing the voice. Fantastic. Uh, my number eight is a film that you told me about, um, and I watched it, and I was just like, oh, "It's so good." Three Musketeers, Dark Spaniel, ah, pumped. Okay, your not, number eight. Not by father. My number eight is Sisu. Ah, pumped. My your my number seven is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Ah, pumped. <laughs> we do. <laughs> your number seven, uh, Blackberry, which I think is a superior version of Air. Well, I mean, I, Air I like... is great. Air is great. Air is great. Um, but I think Blackberry was more interesting as a story. Blackberry is more interesting as a story. 
Um, Air was more fun as a movie, um, but Blackberry was really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, my number six is Sisu. We can talk about it now. Oh, um, it's a film. It's a film where heads get smashed in, where people get the shit kicked out of them. It is one of the most violent films of the movie, of the year, mm. and I really, really, really fucking enjoyed it. Yeah, and and also, can I just say the bad guys being Nazis is just so sweet. Yes, it's it was good. So I mean, Sisu is is great fun. So your number six, Ross. My number six is Oppenheimer. Uh, ooh, ooh, punt. Because as much as I liked it, and I really do like it, and I would like to watch it again, it has slid down. But I, I it's, it's not really a diss on the movie. It's just either that my top five, which we're about to get to, are much more mostly enjoyable rather than worthy. If I can put it that. Way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, interesting. Um, yeah, punt for me. Uh, my number five mm -hmm. is still, mm -hmm. uh, the Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson. Fuck what? What's happening? <laughs> clearly, clearly I have some form of dysphasia or something today. Uh, cause my, my brain is just not working. Uh, still the Michael J. J. Fox, Fox <laughs> documentary, yes. which made me fucking cry. Uh, yeah. Uh, is that not in your list at all? No. No, that's interesting, isn't it? Surprising. Very surprising. Yeah. You heartless yeah. bastard. Yeah, uh, I think it's safe. Your number five. My number five is the three, or I should say, the three musketeers of D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan. It's so good, Ross. It's ah, so good. It. Loved it. it Loved it. Genuinely, one of those films that I watched and I was just like, it's it stuck with me. Not mm. that many films have stuck with me this year. That mm -hmm. film stuck with me, and it probably should be slightly higher on my list. It doesn't really matter. But it I think is it's top ten, top ten material regardless. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is easy. It was easily in my top ten when I watched it, and I was just like, it's such an old-fashioned but yet brilliantly modern film. Yes, yes, yes. It's a uh, a sort of weirdly fresh take on a on a classic story, but also refreshingly not modern. If that makes sense, yeah, I've got it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's my number four is, mm. and we've talked about it a lot today. Uh, and this could easily be number two or number three, but Godzilla mm -hmm. minus one. Pumped, but yes, I had a feeling you would do that. <clears throat> Your number four. Matter before is Spider Man across the Spider Verse. It's, it's good, strange. isn't it? It's good. It's really good. It's really good. There is that slight caveat of one of the things I was a bit tired of this year was part ones of films. Oh yes, there seemed to be a strange. I would say that that Spider Verse does have a relatively definitive ending as a movie, except for the cliffhanger aspect. It, to it. feels same like a my, film. Same with D'Artagnan. If D'Artagnan finished just before that cliffhanger, that's a finished movie. And Mission Impossible as well. Like, degree, like yes, all, yes. all three of them, all three of them were Almost good, finished, yeah. finished movies yeah. that yeah. had, and this is why I didn't have too much an issue with those three because I thought all three of them no. ended, but with a, but with an ending that didn't say like it didn't finish midway through a story specifically, right. well, which always did, fucking annoys me. So the one that did which really annoyed me, I still had a great time, was Fast X. But it wasn't even troubling. Oh. Like, 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 that one really does finish on, well, literally a cliffhanger, of course. Yeah. And, like, I still enjoyed the fuck out of it. 
but it doesn't trouble I, any of my lists. I didn't. And in fact, I know, I know, in fact I know, I know. if I'd even remembered it had come out this year, it would have been on my worst films of the year. But no, I honestly shame. forgot. And like, like with Fast X, right, the, the problem for me was, A, I didn't give a fuck about anything. By the way, still Jason Momoa's best performance of the year. Um, he's great in it. Like, he's great but, as, as two different characters. Yeah, literally. Um, so but the problem, the problem with Fast X for me was that film, to get to the point it did, didn't need to be two and a half hours long. I completely agree. Yeah, no, it's I, like, it's nonsense. Yeah, I agree. Do that in 95 minutes... Yeah. And then, like, and you split a story, literally. And literally, let's be honest, no one watches Fast X for Vin Diesel. No one. No. No one. No one. Even Vin Diesel doesn't watch. Well, Vin Diesel is probably the only person that watches Fast X for Vin Diesel. Um, There's no way he watches it. No, no, he no, he watches it back. And when he watches uh, it back, mm. he will be watching it back in a, a room full of pictures of Vin Diesel, screens playing other Vin Diesel movies, and he'll be there in his Vin Diesel T-shirt and his Vin Diesel boxer shorts with his Vin Diesel penis in his Vin Diesel hand. Oh. And he'll be enjoying watching it in a room dedicated to Vin Diesel. And if you believe the uh, the current stories going around, um, that yes. doesn't seem to be too far from the truth. Yes, that's kind of upsetting, isn't it? Um, my, uh, <laughs> my, my favourite thing about Fast X isn't even part of the film. It's a story I recounted from about Seth Rogen being on How Did This Get Made, the podcast, talking about the fact that when The Rock showed up at the end, like he and his mates were in the cinema. And, oh, yeah, yeah, amazing. And then there was a woman behind, there were two women behind him getting ready to leave. And then when The Rock showed up, this woman just goes, what now? <laughs> and <shows> up. <laughs> way, that makes me laugh. That makes me laugh so hard. Because of all the all the nothingness and eventfulness of the movie, absolutely, like, both, what yeah, like now, <laughs> what, what now? Like, Brilliant reaction. Yeah. So, yeah, um, like... number three, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh, it's such a lovely film. We watched it and absolutely loved it. And I should have put it in my also rounds. I you can't believe it wasn't in my. Also... I'm sorry. You should, have actually, in your... you should have actually I put agree. it in your top ten. I, to I agree. We've only we've only just watched it though. Um, but I, yeah, I'm going to put that in my also, man. So I, I do apologize. We, we absolutely enjoyed it. Yeah, we both did. Loved it. Uh, your number yeah. three. My number three. I'm delighted to say there are two British films in the, in my top. Well few. done. Uh, my my number three is well done, England. Uh, my number three is Rye Lane. Okay, I've not watched it yet. I've heard it's really oh, good. Man. It, it was yeah, that's one uh, you must put on your must see list. It's, yeah, last yeah. night was a choice between Rye Lane and. Um, Leave the World Behind. And because a couple of my friends had seen Leave the World Behind and wanted to talk to me about it, I was like, I'm going to watch sure. it. It's like two hours, 15 minutes long. It was like, fucking hell. It's a longer, it's a long film. Um, look, I really want to see Ray Lane. I've heard really good things about it. You've talked about it a lot. So, um, good. So, I'm so, so you've got yeah. Godzilla Minus One and Saltburn left. I'm guessing, mm. I'm going to take a guess that you're going to go number two. I think I know which order you're going to go in. My number two is Oppenheimer. We've discussed it so far. We don't need to go into it. It's an incredible film. It was my film of the year for a very long period of time until one film came along. Mm. And you can probably guess what that is because I probably just gave it away. Yeah. But um, but it, I really liked Oppenheimer. It's a fantastic film, beautifully made, like impeccably acted, absolutely of a quality I expected. But... Yeah. But, 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 will I ever watch it again? Probably not. 
That's how um, that came down to my number six. I will watch Oppenheimer again at some point, and I sort of want to watch it soonish. Pardon me. Sorry. Um, I do want to watch. In fact, I was trying to watch it again before the end of the year just to see. Do you know what I mean? Like, does the shine come off it? Or you know, no. Kind of no, but you know what I'm saying. Like, because no, no. when you, when you, when you, I take I take it fairly seriously when I put things into the top ten, particularly the top five, and that's kind of why Oppenheimer has slipped down to number six. Okay, so now this is really interesting for me. So you've got Godzilla minus one and Saltburn left, right? So which order do you put them in? Because I'm pretty sure that when you said the second British movie, you were talking about Saltburn. So I'd be very disappointed if that hasn't even made your also rounds this year. So Ross, (laughs) what is your number two movie of the year? My number two film, and I'll say it's about one and two, but part of the reason they're here at all is the genuine surprise of all of it. So my number two is Saltburn. Oh, punt. Um, which means my number one is Saltburn. Why is Saltburn my number one film? Simply for the fact that I cannot stop thinking about it. It's absolutely so. It's so. I don't actually want to watch it again because it has sat with me in such a way that uh, up until we started this podcast today, by the way, Oppenheimer was my number one. And the more I went through it, the more I'm like, yeah, but Saltburn. Like what yeah. film? Do you, what film do you randomly burst out laughing because of the last scene during the day at least once? And the answer is Saltburn. Like, there's not, there's not. I don't think there's been more than a couple of days each year each, since I watched it that I haven't thought about a scene in the film. Be it the drinking the bathwater after oh, yeah. something happens, in it. slurping the bathwater, slurping the bathwater. I really, it, I mean, that's you know. Be it the scene at night um, on the bench, you know, be it like the last scene of the film and many, many others. It's just, it is just a glorious, genuinely glorious piece of movie making. Ross, your number one movie is clearly Godzilla minus one, right? It is Godzilla minus one. Fast X. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? I thought you were um, going to put Plane as your movie of the year. I, I genuinely have money on that. Fra- Plane was my movie of the year for ages because, because under the under the, uh, the legislation, if you like, of the film that does what it's supposed to do. Films that do what they're supposed to do. Because one of the main problems with most films is they either don't know what they are. Again, this is the writing. Or they just don't do what they're supposed to do. Now, what I love about Saltburn and Godzilla Minus One, both of them, was the genuine surprise. And Rylane, actually. The genuine surprise. And Musketeers, even. The, yeah. And Blackberry. And Sisu. Fun. And Sisu, he, yeah, he, yeah. And Dungeons and Dragons, even. Like, they did everything that they are supposed to do, but I was not expecting it. The difference with Saltburn and Godzilla Minus One gets it because... It did exactly what it was supposed to do, and then so much more. Whereas yeah. Saltburn, Saltburn was incredible, but I had no expectations. Now that so what I'm saying is they're they're completely uh, uh, reversible, right? Saltburn was my number one until last night. Godzilla minus both films I have not stopped thinking about, and the only reason why Godzilla pips it is the genuine surprise of of. It did everything it was supposed to do, which it absolutely did. It is a Godzilla film. The film is still compelling when Godzilla is not on the screen. Godzilla isn't. If we compare it to the 2014 Godzilla, right, where you barely see Godzilla, right, 
uh, which I think is rubbish. Which I, I enjoyed more than you. Rubbish. I enjoyed I know more you than did. you. I, know you did. I thought it was rubbish, but whatever, fine. Um, but what I'm getting at is, is Godzilla is not on screen most of the time, and I understand why they did it. And there's a world where it could have been, in my opinion, effective. I'm sure, like you say, other people liked it. What I thought was fascinating about this film was when Godzilla was not on screen, you were terrified of when Godzilla was going to appear. Yeah, when you were 100% were. That was the anticipation of that was, was, what's the word? Palpable. And I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize I was feeling it until when they, without giving too many spoilers away, when, when that life that is being built is sort of being rebuilt and getting better and better and better, you start to realize how inevitable it is that Godzilla is going to come along and destroy everything. Yeah. Godzilla, I, Godzilla could be cancer. I, like Godzilla I, could I, yeah. be cancer. I absolutely agree with you. It is. It is. It was just a stunning. It was just genuinely a stunning film. And there was. There's like. I like. My top five were, apart from Oppenheimer. In fact, a lot of my top ten, like you, like um, Air. No expectation at all. Like Mission. Um, same. same. Like Three Musketeers. Didn't even know it existed. Sisu. Didn't even know it existed. Godzilla minus one didn't even know it existed. No. Marcel the Shell didn't know it existed. Saltburn, I actively saw the trailer twice and went, I am not fucking mm. seeing that film. That looks yeah, yeah. But the only thing that appealed to me at all about the trailer at all was the fact that Emerald Fennell directed it, and I really like *Promising Young Woman*. That's yeah. the only that's the only thing that made me go, that could be interesting. And but that's it. Like it, it looked like a it looked like but a pretentious. I, I've learned like years ago that a director making one good film. Doesn't mean that they've got any but that's, actual yeah, kind that's of what I mean. sustainable but, talent. But, but, but that's all I mean was like they made that film, which I really, which I thought was really interesting. So this could be really interesting. And in fact, if I remember correctly, it was Nikki that said, "Let's go and see it." I'm pretty sure yeah, she did. It was and I'm that... really glad she. And I'm really glad she did. Yeah, Saltburn rocks my world. Right. Well, yes. look, that's it for our best and worst for 2023. Ross, just to recap, your worst film of the year was. Expend four balls. Mine was the Assassin or Assassin's Club or whatever the fuck it's called. Who cares? Assassin's Your best Assassin's film of the Club. year was Godzilla minus one. My worst film of the year. Uh, my best film of the year. Sorry, was Saltburn. So look, <clears throat> that's it for this episode of the podcast and for us for 2023. We will be back our next show. We will do our preview of 2024. Um, of which I'm not actually sure it's going to take that long. No, I'm a little bit worried. What? What? I'm, okay, my hope for 2024 is that we get a continuation somewhat of 2023 in terms of these mid-budget genre movies that, even if you're not the biggest fan, sort of deliver on what they're supposed to. Hey, that, if I could get is, that is that is that would be really if, lovely. If if I could get a cocaine bear, a bottoms, a joyride, an air, see, bottoms, a right, sisu, bottoms, I need to watch bottoms, a sisu, a three musketeers, yep, yep, a Godzilla yep. minus one, and a salt burn this year, I'll be a happy fucking man because none of those films I knew anything about at yeah. the beginning yes, of the year. Me. There you go. Yeah, even Roy Lane, I'd heard yeah. Roy Lane a little bit. But it's like there's so much potential for stuff to come out this year that's surprising because there's so little coming out that we we're expecting. Other than June two, True. which you know is, is something I'm really looking forward to. So, so I think it's going to be. So I, I think if anything, I'm more excited about this year than last uh, next year, 2024 than 2023, 
Because 2023, 2024, sorry, is not going to be saddled with a bunch of tentpole DC and Marvel films that we know are going to disappoint. So that. actually, actually, Argyle, I'm quite I'm looking, looking forward, to, forward to, to I'm looking forward to Argyle. I'm literally let's, let's, not let's looking forward it. to that film. I am, I am. The I'm, trailer I'm, I'm, for that film is I'm genuinely appalling. Oh, fair enough. Um, anyway, so that's it for 2023. Uh, check back with us in 2024 for more of this bollocks. And hopefully next time, Ross will check his WhatsApp messages. Um... Nah. <laughs> nah. Nice so, uh, Ross, where can people find out more about you? Uh, at Ross Boyask on all the social things. At Evo Films UK to follow Evolutionary Films. And at Vegets Film UK to follow the action film franchise that I write and direct and stuff. And hopefully in 2023... 2024, there will be more news on that. So, uh, and um, look, rossandfilmtalkmovies.co.uk, please remember to rate, review, um, and uh, like and judge us on um, Spotify, Apple, and all the other players. Judge us, judge, <laughs> judge me. Us. Um, and hopefully next year when we come back, I won't be um, thinking Cheech Marin is in a film he's not and confusing <laughs> Christian Bale with Killian Murphy. Amazing. Well, Batman but, begins, remember? I've only been doing this film, this this podcast thing for like probably 12 years now. So yeah, uh, wow. maybe, maybe that's the problem. So look, thanks for listening. Take care. Have a great new year. And we'll speak to you in 2024. Bye. Happy, Happy new year and bye. Darling.